Guys, welcome back to the Relax Running Podcast. Tyson Popplestone here and super pumped to let you know, if you didn't already know, this podcast is proudly sponsored by Earshots. If you don't know about Earshots, these guys are, I like to call them the, the adventure sports headphone company. That's not at all what they call themselves, but they just seem to go hand in hand with mountain bike riders and road race uh, bike riders and distance runners, whether you're on the trails or in the sun or in the rain doesn't matter these headphones are locked and loaded to the side of your head ready to go there's none of this bouncing around falling out bad sound cords dangling around this is wireless technology because it's 2021 and that's the way that we do headphones these days so if you are on the hunt for some headphones you're looking for high quality you're looking for something that you've got the option to listen to music or podcast or even make a cheeky phone call their Bluetooth technology allows you to do just that. So we get a 10% discount code being a relaxed running listener. Check out their website, earshots.com. If you like what you see, you want to get yourself a pair, enter the coupon code RELAXEDRUNNING10 for a 10% discount code on your first purchase. So that is RELAXEDRUNNING10 for your 10% discount code. Today, we got the great man, Dave McNeil, back on the show. It has been a while between drinks since we've had Dave here, so super pumped to get him back on the show. Uh, he's obviously recently come back from his third Olympics in Tokyo, where he competed over the 5,000 metres. I wanted to find out about how it went, about how he felt about it, about what he got up to in the lead-up and post-run. So you're in for a treat today with Dave. Also a reminder, the Relaxed Running AFL Membership running programs for the preseason are now available at relaxrunning.com. So if you know any runners uh, or any footballers who are trying to improve the running element of their game, relaxrunning.com, you'll find them all there. But let me get out of the way. Out of the way? Let me get out of your way. This is myself and Dave McNeil. Is the sound all right? Man, you sound good. Yeah, you sound good. Is the is the sound coming through your speakers, uh, through your headphones? Uh, yeah, through yeah, through the ears. Yeah, yeah awesome, man. dude. I've already hit record. Can we just get into it? Because I feel like there's so much that we're going <laughs> to discover, and uh, I don't want to um, let the excitement get in the way of a, an interesting conversation. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> dude, where are you right now? So, are you? That looks a lot like your apartment back in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The familiar surrounds. Yeah, back in. Uh... Back in Melbourne, I got back on uh, Friday night. Nice man. I thought for some reason I was uh, I was going to find out where you were because were you up in New yeah. South Wales or something for a couple of weeks? Because I saw some pretty intense terrain uh, that oh, I yeah. I was trying to figure out where it was. I thought, okay, it's definitely oh, not yeah. the Dandenongs. No, no, I uh, yeah, well, I'd be I'd be in trouble if I was going up there. Um, <laughs> no, I uh, when I got I was up in Queensland, so yeah, when I got out of hotel quarantine um after getting back from tokyo i um i kind of had in my mind that i'd take a bit of a holiday after uh after quarantine but then um even queensland was all locked down and red zones and everything when i was in quarantine and so uh, it was kind of looking like i might just go straight back home but then um the situation improved there and uh so i i'd at the last minute, book myself a bit of a um, bit of a holiday uh, 
yeah, after quarantine and had, yeah, 10, 10 11 days oh. um, just camping around southeast Queensland. I rented a van and, and, um, and just hopped between different parks and found some running trails and hiking trails and some beach and, yeah, just hit the refresh button. Dude, it looked like you nailed it. Well, I was laughing because uh, I messaged you. It must have been like a week and a half or two weeks ago. And yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. dude, like surely we're ready for a podcast. And you're like, wait, can we just not do it yet because I'm, I'm, I'm on a holiday. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're not back in Melbourne yet? You said, nah, not really calling me. And I can see why because there's not too many uh, camper van road trips ha- happening around Victoria at the moment. Man, that sounds like no. the ultimate uh, refresh button to hit coming home from the games. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic, and um, yeah, for, fortunate to be able to do it um, given given the situation at the moment. But um, yeah, yeah, feeling good. <laughs> so, what was the situation? So, I so still going into uh, does anyone coming back into Australia? You have to quarantine for two weeks. Just that's just no matter what state you go into. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, if you're coming from overseas, there's yeah, there's no way around it. Even if you're uh, fully vaccinated and and have come from a a, uh, a a COVID bubble, which we had, and come back on a charter flight full of uh, fully vaccinated uh, um, Aussie Olympians. Um, so, but it is what it is. So, um, and yeah, it actually, I, I, I found it went pretty quickly, the two weeks, so was uh, wasn't too bad. Man, a few people have said that. So my, what is it? It was my uncle's, Wife, I'm not. Let's just. I think that's my auntie. Yeah, she's my auntie. My auntie came back from Sweden. It must must have been like seven months ago now, maybe eight months yeah. ago. And she said, "Uh, yeah." She was like, "No, I was living my best life." She was like, "I thought I was gonna just hate every day of it." She's like, oh, "I was a little bit of a just a forced, a forced rest." Like, what did you? What did you? I was thinking about this. I went for a run this morning, um, down past your house here in Queenscliff, and uh, I was just trying to enjoy some of this vitamin D that's put on display here in Victoria today. And uh, and I was thinking about what I would do if I was in quarantine for two weeks, and I think I would I think I would pass the time by pretty quickly, pretty comfortably. But I guess that's easy to say when you haven't been in there. Like, what did I saw a yeah. couple of stationary bike videos going up? I can only assume that was <laughs> that was quarantine behaviour. Yeah, well, that was that was uh, one hour each day. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't it was it was not really to keep fit. It was more just to. Uh, yeah, get some, uh, get the heart rate up, and get some uh, endorphins in a uh, a uh, small space without fresh air. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's not. It's probably not much different to being in um, lockdown in Melbourne at the moment. I mean, our movements are pretty limited. Um, the big difference for me, and and I, I'm sure this was the case for uh, for everyone, is that it's the longest time in my life. Um, I've gone without fresh air. <laughs> yeah, we 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 um yeah we didn't leave we didn't leave our rooms for two weeks. Um, I think maybe in previous um iterations of hotel quarantine, they gave people um some fresh air time, but um I think they I think that's changed in, in recent months, and um yeah they're they're pretty strict, and so um yeah it was was yeah literally stuck in the room for two weeks and no opening windows and or no windows that opened and oh. um, and no no time outside which uh yeah that was that that was uh that was interesting it was tough um but yeah it was all right i've, I've got through it <laughs> yeah 
pretty unscathed. Did you get a little bit of sunshine coming through one of your windows? Was it? Were you on the good yeah, side of yeah. the building? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely on the good side of the building. Had had some, had a nice view of the Brisbane River and and um, and uh, yeah, plenty of sunshine. Um, so yeah, it wasn't wasn't too, like I said. I, what really wasn't that bad. Other people have it way way harder. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, man. I was looking at um just before we started this phone call. There's a bloke up in Sydney who I get a little bit of visit business advice from. His name is James Shramko, and I just saw on his Instagram story. I assume it was this weekend. Um, there was a photo of a crowd of seventy thousand at like a, I think it was in some massive race in in the Netherlands. Ah, uh, oh, it could have been. Um, I wonder if it was the Brussels Diamond League. Um, uh, it, it wasn't that. a. Um, it wasn't a. Actually, how many people would be at the Brussels Diamond League? That crowd looked pretty full well, I, as well. No, but it, I did see. I did see that it had a decent crowd. Um, I'll see if I can find it for you, just as we speak. James Shremko. I don't think he said what the actual event was, but it was so funny, man. Because I was, I, I've been laughing because I don't know if you've seen in the news that uh, so Nadia Bartel, Jimmy Bartel's ex-wife, the Geelong footballer, she's been in trouble for doing cocaine but mostly for being in a social gathering of about, of about four people. And I thought that was the funniest story of all time. Just to, I, I couldn't help but laugh just thinking, okay, this chick just posted a video of herself doing cocaine on social media and we're talking about how she's in trouble now for being with her friends. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, different times. Um, <laughs> it's a funny time. Different priorities, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Man, but how's the um? How's the dude? I've got so many questions that I don't, I don't. I feel like I'm all backed up with questions. I'm not even sure where to begin <laughs> because it's been such a long time um, since. Well, it must be like three or four months since you were last on here because I remember about a month uh, out from yeah. Tokyo, you came on. You're in. You're in the UK. You just come back from a run with um, Morgan McDonald, and and that was the last time we yeah. chatted. And I was excited just yeah, to gosh. see about what was going to take place the next few weeks because I knew you were in some pretty hot form. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, been a, uh, been a whirlwind year. Um, and yeah, overwhelmingly, um, yeah, or at least the last, last few months, overwhelmingly positive. So, um, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, particularly being back here and, and, uh, being back in lockdown and, hard to hard to imagine that I was over in Europe and and um traveling around and racing and and um doing things that yeah everyone here would be yeah give their uh right pinky to be doing at the moment um it's uh yeah it was a definitely it's it's been a um a packed year for sure it's weird it's been weird looking at um like all the athletes' Instagram stories as well. Like even seeing Stewie, I, I saw him traveling around from Diamond League to Diamond League. It just it seems like a different world, doesn't it? Like once you've been accustomed, yeah. just to be like, all right, you can't go past five k's. I don't know how many people still take that seriously, but I've been on a few long yeah. runs. But there's there's yeah. plenty of people here saying don't go more than five k's away. So to see people like yeah. you say in the UK, uh, in Europe, traveling around, is it pretty free? Like what was the what was the situation from place to place? What was the kind of um, the entrance yeah. price into into yeah, each country. Free, yeah, free is probably not the right word because it was um, it was definitely a headache getting around Europe and and um, and it was uh, a little bit different in in different countries and depending on which country you're in and which country you're travelling to, um, 
you know, uh, some places you could go, some places you couldn't. If you wanted to get to one place, you might have to go through another place <laughs> first to, uh, to um, uh, yeah, to kind of yeah, skip some of those um, borders that were were um, yeah, not not meant to be crossed. So um, yeah, free is probably not 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 the, uh, not the right word, but um, yeah, in many respects, um, yeah, I, they're they're living with COVID um, probably a little bit better than than we are, and I, I think we're heading in the right direction, but we've probably just been a bit slow off the mark um, adjusting from our strategy of 2020 to kind of a, a 2021 strategy, um, which looks different because there's COVID's COVID's different now. There's a, um, it's a, it's a hell of a lot more contagious and, and, um, and fortunately we have a, a vaccine now. Um, so, um, I think I, I feel reasonably confident that Australia's heading in the right direction. Um, and, uh, and, but yeah, in in Europe, you um, the the way it was for for people that were had a European passport, um, traveling from country to country for for the most part, if you um, had evidence of being fully vaccinated, um, you you could travel pretty freely as long as you had a negative COVID test before you hopped on a plane or crossed the border over a train or whatever it was, um, and then just depending on which country it was. Um, some some were doing worse than others. So the UK was a bit of a bit of a red zone. So getting in and out of the UK was more difficult than getting in and out of other European countries. Um, and ordinarily, um, or in the past, um, you know, uh, Melbourne Track Clubs usually based in in the UK. And and um, yeah, we didn't do as much of that this year. Um, because it was uh, yeah just so difficult getting in and out without having to to quarantine. So um, yeah, some places were were good. Some 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 were a little bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, people are out and about and um, you know wear masks indoors and and um, and uh, get lots of COVID tests. <laughs> hopping on an airplane. Um, but uh, yeah. It's um, yeah, a little bit different to, to how it is here at the moment. Yeah, I don't know if you know this any better than I do, but I always wonder this with the two-week COVID quarantine thing. Like, why why can't someone just come into you after three or four days and give you a test, and then a couple of days later just go, okay, well you're all you're all clear. Like, do you know why they say two yeah. weeks? Oh, look, I mean, uh, you can you can be um, I mean, you can be infectious for that long. So if you do catch it, um, that's one issue. Um, I think another issue, which um, is probably not so much the case now since they've tightened up hotel quarantine um, procedures, is that um, you you could catch it when you're in hotel quarantine because they didn't have really tight tight sort of strategies um, for keeping um, staff and and return travellers separate. Um, I think that's a little bit different now. Um, I think I'm not. I can't remember, but I think in some places there is an issue with ventilation and that being being a problem for transmission. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I um, in some ways I think, uh, and I, I actually don't know the answer to this, so <laughs> um, I can't really comment on it. But um, 
I know the strat, some of the strategies we have now are the same strategies we had last year, but we're, we've got a slightly different, we've got a different problem on our hands now, which is a more contagious um, virus, and but also um, with uh, a vaccine available. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether two weeks is still the still the right answer. It could very well be, um, um, but yeah. I think originally when they set the two weeks, it was um, that had to do with from the date you know you first tested positive or or the date you returned, um, the 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 expected um, kind of period in which you're contagious was was uh, up to fourteen days. Yeah. So. Okay. Man, how funny is it? I can't believe we've been doing this show like together from time to time for about a year and a half, and this conversation still yeah. is in the limelight. Are you are you so COVID oh. bored yet? Like how? <laughs> yeah. uh, not really. No. I mean, I don't mind talking about it. Everyone else does. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just yeah, it's just how life is at the moment. It's probably a pretty good kind attitude to take, isn't it? it? It'd be, yeah, it, I mean, it'd be great to get to a point where it's um, where it's not the center of attention, but. That's just what it is at the moment, and um, yeah, that that's okay. Um, there's um, there's plenty of other um, good positive things going on as well, and and uh, and you know we can focus on on COVID, but um, there's uh, there's other things to focus on too, which which was the case this year. I've had lots of um, lots of things to focus on, and and. Um, yeah, they've they've paid dividends in many ways. Oh, dude, a hundred percent they've paid dividends. I mean, I was I was gradually going to be tiptoeing towards this conversation because uh, <laughs> obviously it's been it's been exciting as a as a mate of yours just to be able to watch the progress that you've sort of made. Like it's it's there's so many things I want to ask you because your season this season. I know I said this to you last time we chatted, but it's just it's really just blown my mind, and I think it's given so much hope to a lot of people who might be. Um, later developers as athletes not that you weren't a gun like that's your third Olympics. Mm. is that right are your third olympics now yeah it's like your yep. third olympics yep. i'm not saying that you've just come to form you know the yep. last couple of last couple of years but it's 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 pretty crazy to see a, a 35 year old bloke running around running the times and the pbs yeah. that that you've run this season like uh yeah. we we sort of we we danced around that topic a little bit last time we chatted and there's so much we can say about the races and stuff, but is there yeah. is there a particular standout or two or three standouts to you about your your last sort of let's just say twelve months to to you know open yeah. up the conversation a little bit? Because I remember we were running down here, what uh, probably two months or three months maybe before you left, and mm-hmm. um, you casually mentioned that you were hoping to qualify, and I can't remember if we covered this in the last chat, and I was like, <laughs> oh, it'd be great, like it'd be awesome to see you do it, and yeah. the way you said it was. Like, you, you sort of sounded like you had your cards fairly close to your chest, and I was looking forward to see how it would pan out. And then when you actually went out yeah. and ran some of the times that you're doing, I was like, "All right, come on!" I thought we were close enough to be honest about how well you were really running. <laughs> like, what, what was your headspace leading up to the to the games? Were you fairly confident it was yeah. going to be a it was going you were going to get your ticket, or was it a bit of a surprise to you as as it was to me how fast you started running? Oh, uh, I mean, can I say a bit of both? Yeah. <laughs> was a bit of both I, I think there was some there was some um i mean there had to be a little bit of confidence there because um you know i i think to you know and, and we can talk about this but I, i've certainly found um a lot of benefit in um really putting your your goals and aspirations out out into the universe and 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 i think to actually do that and 
you know, write things down, verbalize them, talk about them, um, that that takes a little bit of confidence. And I'd certainly, I've certainly been doing that um, and had been doing that over the last sort of 12 months. And, and I think, yeah, that's, that's a, that's an important point also is that I think a lot of the, I guess, success and, and improvement and um, just positive things that have happened this year um, probably wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for COVID. Um, I mean, if the Olympics had been on in, in July, 2020, um, you know, fair to say it, my, my chances of making it would have been a lot slimmer. So that's one issue. Um, the, the other is, is that, um, you know, life slowed down in many ways because of COVID. Um, we, we weren't as mobile. We weren't moving around as much. Um, a lot more time spent at home, a lot more idle time, a lot more time to think, a lot more time to worry, all of those things. And, um, and I think given, given that time, um, yeah, like a lot of people, uh, it was an opportunity to, um, you know, reassess things and, um, kind of be a little bit more critical of, you know, uh, myself and my approach and who I am and, and, and all of those sorts of things. Um, so I guess, yeah, work, working on those um, is probably what, what helped in 2021, having, having some of the successes I had. Um, I think also uh, there, there was certainly a big turning point at the start of the year for me, um, just going through some, um, yeah, pretty uh, intense grief, uh, and, and and that um, flaring up some um, uh, some anxiety that became unmanageable uh, in many ways, and and so just a combination of factors, you know, um, being stuck at home last year, um, having a bit more time to um, work on priorities and and direction and things like that and then out of necessity having to um yeah get get my headspace to a to a more stable healthy spot um yeah it all probably contributed um the 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 winner was my running at the end of the day um and and not because um not because I trained harder or, or, um, or did anything different from a training perspective, but um, I started to put more, a lot more stock and attention in, into, into my mind and, and, and addressing some of the shortcomings, whether it's at training or once I hit the racing track, um, that I just hadn't prioritised um, the way I did this year in, in previous years. And... and um, and yeah, the the end result was um, yeah go, going to the third Olympics and um, ooh uh, one two three four four p yeah four PBs um, dur- during the season which which was um, yeah really re- really good and like I said I mean um, not much different from a training perspective and and certainly um, a lot of the time it's particularly when you're running PBs is it's not necessarily about being the fittest, you're getting fitter than you've ever been before. Sometimes it's just about opportunity. Um, and I had opportunities this year, which I, I probably hadn't had previously, um, you know, in the right place and the right time. You know, 
I ran a 5K PB with, um, you know, probably Australia's greatest ever distance runner pacing me for 10 laps. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> I, if I wasn't going to run a qualifier, like I didn't, didn't deserve to. Um, so, you know, and then, you know, getting the opportunity to line up at Oslo Diamond League, um, you know, those those things don't just happen without um, you know good people in your corner and and people that believe in you and people that back you and and um, and invest in you. So um, yeah, I uh, as always um, yeah team effort and and um, yeah wouldn't have wouldn't have been able to do it on my own. I feel like MTC really um, like there's been a couple of Olympics and I know I know it's hard to sort of narrow it all down into like to make sure every athlete on the team just is right for the day. But I don't know what Badeau did this year, but there, there's there's not really one athlete that you can look at in your whole crew that go, oh, they didn't have, um, <clears throat> they didn't have the greatest Olympics. Do you know what I mean? From yourself and Stewie yep. and mate, like yeah. pretty, unless it was for injury, like unless it was for injury, yeah. I felt like yeah. across the board, unless I'm forgetting a couple of people, maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of mostly the, the guys that I know in the group, but in yeah. terms of priming for for race day, like I was super impressed with. Like I know it's it's crazy that you got to Tokyo. It's awesome how well you run. I'm sure like you had it, it goals to to make it into the final, but I was super impressed with your heat, like just the way it was run. I felt like you yeah. gave yourself every chance to get through, and I, I felt like you really delivered on on race day. And what it was only like point something of a second that that left yeah. you out of the final, wasn't it? Like it was it was a very yeah. close call. Yeah, le- less than half a second, which is uh, a bit annoying. And there's a bit of there's a bit of luck involved in. in That's a nice way to put it. Get into a bit yeah. annoying. Um, yeah, maybe maybe if I'd been in the second heat, it might have been different. Maybe not. Um, but I, I knew going into that, and that was I I I didn't mince my words with my goals for that. I I, I wanted to make the final. So um, so that small part of my season, which was the Olympics, um, that was one goal that I didn't, I didn't, um, didn't meet. Um, and, uh, yeah, if I, I look at, you know, the plan I had and, and, um, or the plan that we had and, and how I executed it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't execute it perfectly. Um, cause I knew, I knew if I wanted to make that final, I had to come top five. And it didn't come top five, um, and that was on me. Um, that's that's there's no luck involved in that. That that was all all my doing. Um, and um, but you know, am I am am I ashamed or disappointed in in how I ran? No, I I, I had a good crack. Um, I did the best I could. Um, you know, I I think did I learn something from it? Absolutely, and. Uh, and you know I do have to back myself a little bit further out to to get into position um, to 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 make sure that I'm in that top five. Um, but um, yeah, like I said, I, I it was it was one one goal that kind of went went unmet, and um, but there was a there was a lot more overwhelmingly positive to come from the season. So you know, I definitely. Still left left the race with a head held high and proud of of, of what I'd done, um, but uh, yeah, it's um, 
<laughs> the curse the curse of the runner always always uh always stri- striving for more and always moving forward and always wanting to know what they can do better and and um i'm glad i'm glad of that <laughs> it's true and i've never heard an athlete in all the years i've been involved in the sport run a pb and go yeah that's that's as fast as i can run or that's as well as i can run yeah. like a one yeah. memory i always have is is when alan webb I think Mark Fountain paced him for a couple of laps when he ran the American record over yeah. a miler. I want to say he ran 346 high, and it was yeah. just an unbelievable run. It was sort of mind-blowing how quick he ran. Yeah. And uh, I remember, yeah. I think it was Flow Track went over to him, or someone went mm. over to him after the race and, uh, and yeah. just asked the question, like, oh, how is that? And uh, he goes, I think I can go faster, which he maybe he could have <laughs> had he had the right day. But yeah. I sort of just, I love that attitude of... Uh, of it's as you say it's a blessing and a curse and i find the same thing with with stand-up comedy now it's like a you go out to a gig and you might have the best gig of your life and feel like the audience is in the palm of your hand and you leave and you're like that was awesome i gotta go back but you know you can improve or you might bomb and you've got 15 different things to improve and i it's sort of for me it's like a really attractive part of any pursuit is just that constant tinkering and um just yeah. adjusting to try and get the most out of yourself in, in you know, whether it's running or insert whatever Absolutely. endeavor you're, you're chasing after. Absolutely. And, and um, yeah, that, that will never change it. I think um, one thing that I um, am, I guess, more conscious of now, though, is that, you know, when you when you reflect on these things and what can you do better and, and what can you change and, you know, um, can I run faster? Um, can I finish higher? All of those things. Um, I I try now to look at them not for their destination, um, but look at them more for their direction. Um, so I think if you focus too much on the destination, um, it kind of sets you up to um, have a very binary outcome: success or fail. Uh, and that can be that can be a little bit dangerous. So, particularly particularly where I am at my in my career now and my age, there are no guarantees. You know, do I think I can run faster? Yeah, I think I can run faster. Will I? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, so I, I look at goals now, um, as I said, as as directions, not destinations. And so, in doing that, um, you put the onus and the attention more on on the process and the now and enjoying the now and enjoying the process and and maximizing that what you get out of you know each session each day making sure that you enjoying each session and each day um you know enjoyment uh is is one of the most important ingredients for uh consistency and sustainability that's a great point and consistency and sustainability are the single most important variables to to um, whether you that direction you have that goal you have um, has a chance of uh, of, um, of of being met or, or getting or getting there. Um, so yeah, and that's what keeps me going now. I mean, at the start of 2020 and 2021, I didn't know I didn't really know where the end point for my like competitive running was um i had a i had a rough idea that i might call it quits at the end of the the tokyo cycle um and then focus on other things um but i think that shift in perspective 
um, and focusing more on enjoying the now and the process of it all, that will never change for me. I'm always going to enjoy, you know, the, the running, the, the, the having, having a goal, having a direction. Um, I, I don't know whether, uh, I'll run any faster or whether I'll make any more teams, but I enjoy the process of it and, and having a go at it. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep, going to keep doing it next year. And, and I mean, realistically, it'll be just be kind of a year to year reassess, um, what I'm doing. But, uh, I think, um, yeah, that shift in perspective to just focusing on the now just makes me realize that I love, I love this. I mm. love, love the training. I love running and I love the, the competition side of things. And, um, why not keep doing it? Um, and, and it doesn't mean I can't do some of the other things I'm, you know, interested in and, and focused on as well. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It's all, I like what you said about um, just the enjoyment factor being such an important part of yeah. the improvement because I don't know if I've said this to you before, but that was one thing I always noticed. Like if I was ever in a, a phase of oh, – the, the thing that always stands out to me, like if me and Jesse had ever had an argument before I went out to a session, it was just a it was a bit of a write-off for me. I never fully got my head around how to run well when I was angry and how to run well when oh, I just yeah. didn't want to be there. And I had – yeah. A couple of friends, like Kale Simons was a good friend of mine. He ran 3.43 and 8.03 for 3K. And he was he was the kind of bloke, I still remember seeing him on the start line, just getting himself all revved up and angry. And he used to terrify yeah. me because he's such a lovely guy. Yeah. And if I got yeah. all revved up and angry, it was like, mate, yeah, okay, pretty much in a lot of cases. If I look back, maybe my attitude would change now, but it was yeah. almost guaranteed write-off. Do you know what I mean? Because just those yeah. emotions just didn't sit well with me. And I'd get 400 metres in yeah. and go, oh, I'm still grumpy. I don't even want to be here. This is a joke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Whereas when I was relaxed and, um, yeah. and, you know, that that sort of says just a, a, as much about where I was at the time with trying to navigate difficult emotions. But uh, but I often notice that with anything that I do now, when when I can just sort of, as you say, like just be present, be, be in the now a little more, don't get so binary with the, the outcome <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. of like, okay, it's a success or a fail so often for whatever reason it just takes a massive load off your shoulders and and it seems to work a lot more in your favor a lot more of the time yeah and and i think uh well two two points um isn't it interesting that you know that's it seems like that's how you and i tick but for other people it isn't like that um for for other people the the their success and and um how well they do is is contingent on some of the things that you know will, would bring you and I um, to our knees and pull us apart. Um, you know, some people thrive off off you know having a chip on their shoulder or, or being that's angry, true. and that's fine. Like everyone's got to find their their, their own way to um, to navigate that uh, that direction, that that uh, that whatever their north star is, I guess. Um, so that's the first point. Um, and then the second point I've forgotten now. <laughs> that was a really good first point. You don't even need a second point if you can't remember it. Yeah, it'll, it, it'll. I'm sure it'll come back to me. Well, while you uh, think of it, let me ask you: Have you seen that? Yeah. Um, this is a random question, but I'll tie it back into what we're saying. I, uh, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Did you see yeah. that? I did. Yeah. Documentary yeah. series, and, man. I, I had, I had no idea how much of an intense character Michael Jordan was. And just his desperation to win and the attitude he could get himself into to make sure he played well sort of blew my mind. But 
but I, I can't remember what episode it was, but there was one... Uh, I might be getting a few details muddled up here, but let me just chuck this out there, and anyone who's listening to this and knows it better can correct me. There's a scene where him and a couple of teammates have money on who can get the closest or who can hit it from like three-quarter court or quarter court, and uh, Mike's about to go have his shot. And anyway, he goes up, he sinks the basket like he does, and then someone said to him, like, oh, were you nervous about missing? And and I can't remember exactly what he says, but it was essentially like, man, I, I don't even entertain my, my mind with the thought of what it might look like to miss because it's, yeah. it's just wasted energy to me. It's like I'm not going to get yeah. myself worked up about, oh, what if I missed? Because in that yep. moment, you can you can sort of imagine a miss a thousand times if you want before you get there and get yourself all sure. stressed about it. Whereas, sure. all right, just do your best to hit the basket. If you miss it, yeah. deal with it then, but don't waste your time with that rubbish energy in the lead up yeah. to it. I thought it was just a, that yeah. it's sort of in the same realm of what we're talking about with how people just get themselves into a, a particular mindset and ready to run or perform at a, at a super high level. Absolutely. I think it comes back to like, however you phrase it or however you put it, it it's, um, it's you, um, yeah, putting, putting your intentions out into the universe. And, uh, cause I think once you put them, once they're out, it's like, it's, it's like you've clicked save or you've clicked send um, and you can't undo it. Um, and, and there's a, there's a certain um, mental commitment that goes, goes into that. And uh, that's, I, I think once you do that, you, you automatically um, discard. Uh, yeah. Some of those, some of those doubts that can creep in and, and some of those, those things that can, bringing a good intention undone um it's not a guarantee but it's uh but it's certainly um an important component um of that sort of um mental physical um connection and and uh and um yeah making things happen it's true i like i can't remember exactly who said it and it's sort of i like your your little email analogy like that you've clicked send <laughs> but even just yeah. the like if you voice it to a few people who are close to you as well it's almost like an accountability you can't go and yeah. hide like a, a who uh, it was the same person i want to say his name is ravi i'm gonna all right i'm having a mental blank as well but it doesn't matter uh whoever it is that i'm, I'm trying to tell you about i'm going to tag this in the show notes this bloke because he was on the joe rogan podcast about two years ago and he's such a gun. I'm disappointed. I can't remember his name, but he was explaining that with with anything that we commit to, a lot of the time, the the best step that we can take to make sure we get something done is tell people what we're planning to do. And his yeah, example yep. was if if you go to work and you start telling the people around you at work, oh, um, yeah, I no longer eat sweets, and by Christmas I'm going to be 20 kilos lighter. They yeah. soon know whether you're telling the truth because yeah. if yeah. you rock up and you're eating a Snickers bar, you've got that accountability like, oh, you said you weren't going to do that. So it's like yeah. a little yeah. bit of public accountability to go, all right, well, if I put yeah, this out sure. there, not only am I voicing and just establishing that in my mind, I've also got like a little bit of a little bit of leverage from these people to make sure I back up what I <laughs> what I say I'm going to do. For sure. And, and there's obviously like there are a lot of steps that go before that. Um, it, I, I think that's that's a good analogy. Is the person that you know says they're going to do something, and then you know they're they're uh, it's that famous um, the the person that's all talk, talk and no action. And there's yeah. plenty of people like that. Um, and it's a good point that um, you know it, it's good to have an intention and and put it out there. Um, but there's uh, 
there's a bit of groundwork to be done before as well. That's a good point. Ravi Navikant, I think the guy's name is. Ravi Navikant. Dude, you'd love him. He's a really interesting guy. He actually started a company. I think he was the man behind like the website Angel Invest. He's like a he's a really switched on unit. And he's he, he talks a lot about how um, he's a really big fan of the idea of just constantly flipping stones. Like if you're failing at one thing, you can, you know, keep flipping it, keep finding out ways to improve it. He says, eventually you run out of bad luck, which is something yeah. I really like. Like a, I think a lot of people, they'll, they'll have a crack at something and then they won't quite get the result that they want. They go, oh, far out. Okay, well, that's not quite what I was after. But, yeah. but this idea of just constantly showing up and putting in the groundwork, as you say, is it's such a great way to to run out of bad luck like you can't just have bad luck yeah. forever if you keep showing up you're going to start to see some really big improvements assuming you're doing yeah. what you need to be doing well for sure for sure yep keep showing up that's uh that's it's a cliche it. it's a cliche for a reason well yeah but it's um yeah yeah exactly cliche for a reason um is it's um yeah it's usually true Man, how did you go coming back from Tokyo? So my um, my headspace after, and this is such a, it's almost incomparable, but just so we've got something in common to relate to. When I, when I spent about 12 months or say nine months training for the Melbourne Marathon a couple of years ago, um, I was really excited for the race. My week was structured. It was targeted towards that particular yep. race. I got to the day, I was really excited. And and man, I'll never forget, I was laying on the couch after my race that night and it was almost like I just felt depressed. I was so flat because I was like, oh, yeah. I, obviously I didn't have a great result that day. But mm-hmm. also just having that target and having that that big bright light or the, the, almost yeah. the North Star kind of thing just guiding you towards a particular yep. destination and then having yep. that race just over and done with, um, you, you come back, you recalibrate, you try and find it. Was there a was there a couple of days of of trying to get your head around it, or are you experienced with that uh, now? Like, what? How do you navigate? Uh, you know, just finishing up such a big event like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's a certain there's a certain amount of numbness um, that happens afterwards, and I I kind of my interpretation of it, and um, and there were a few things that I did after Tokyo that I'd kind of learnt to do after London and Rio and I probably did a bit better this time. Um, I guess proof will be in the pudding in the next few months. But um, I think, yeah, and, and I've talked about this before, you um, you know, it's it's kind of the, the, the single biggest focus, you know, of your year and you put, you know, all, all your intentions are, you know, uh, uh, geared towards, you know, in this case for me to, to get into the Olympics and, um, and then for it to, you, you line up, the gun goes and it's over in, in mm. less than 14 minutes. Um, and then you don't make the final. Um, it, it's like a, it's like a big bang. <laughs> it just like, it's just wham. And, and everything suddenly changes from, you know, all of your, your existence and your intentions for, for months and years. Um, kind of come to an end and and the numbness I think is actually uh, it's just it's actually like a uh, an astronomical number of different feelings all coming to the table all at once and you're trying to process them all at once and um, and then the end result is is they kind of it's just this like blur of emotions and and um, and you know that's that's certainly something that I've ident- identified in myself is that it's uh 
yeah, it's it's an overwhelm. That's what it is. You you get overwhelmed with uh, with feelings and emotions, and then in my case, um, often when that happens, is is I feel numb and I kind of zone out and and um, and try to ignore them. And and that was certainly the case this time. Like you just like crap. What you know? What do I do now? And and um, and I remember not feeling that after Rio, um, but. But deep down, those 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 feelings and emotions were there, and um, and I think when when you have something like the Olympics, which you 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 spend a long time preparing for, and then it's and it happens once every four years. It's it happens in you know in the case of a five k, you know on a single day in a in a fifteen minute window where you have to get everything right. It's there's a lot of pressure that goes into that, and then um, you know when it finishes that release release of pressure you know there's obviously a re- release of a lot of other things as well and and um you know in this in this this time the way that i i kind of um dealt with it and managed it is you know i sat with it i let just kind of let it let it be i, I wrote wrote a little bit about it um and you know i think importantly for me is that i after rio i um i had a great i I, had, I was personally pretty happy with my race in, in Rio. And so um, that sort of elation kind of was hiding all of this, like, um, you know, release of pressure and and um, release of all these emotions. And I went back overseas to race and, and <laughs> I didn't do very well. And um, I'm not saying that that's, this, this is the same case for a lot of people, but, um, you know, some people do race after the Olympics and um they they struggle um others do really really well and they uh, i have so much respect for them people like Lyndon hall who's um just having a phenomenal postseason same with stuart mcswain that they, they they finished the biggest race the biggest event of their of the of the year and and then back it up and and run so well i um i i just knew knew in my heart that that um that wasn't how I how I rolled and 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 how I ticked and 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 this time I I I made the decision, you know, at the start of the year that Tokyo would be the end of the year and and I wouldn't race after that and and then um, yeah I like I said I, I it was a little contingent on on um, on lockdowns and and uh, red zones and all of that but I did want to um, spend some time having a little break and and just. Uh, you know, doing what what kind of rejuvenates and replenishes me, which is just getting out into nature. And fortunately, I was able to do that and hopped in a camper and and uh, and yeah, just worked my way through all the national parks in, or not all of them. <laughs> I uh, I would have needed another few months to get through all of them, but a few of the national parks in southeast Queensland, and uh, it um yeah, just it just felt good and. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of, I I, th- I think we'll see how the next few weeks go, but I, I certainly feel a lot better and and um, uh, just a little bit more mentally and spiritually replenished, I guess. Yeah, that's good, man. Which, um, yeah, I think I think you have to you have to do that. Um, it like I said, so much goes into that sort of one day, that one window, um, and, um, 
whether you get the outcome that you desire or not, um, there's still a, uh, it's still, it still ends suddenly either way. And, um, and, uh, yeah, you have to find a way to, um, yeah, kind of, uh, reset things. Yeah. Did you, did you do any running when you were traveling around in the camper? Yeah, I did. And that was always, um, that, that was always my intention. Like I, it was much, I didn't really need, I didn't need a physical break. I just had two weeks in hotel quarantine <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, and I, I love running. Even if I wasn't doing it competitively, running such a, um, important part of my, my just well being And, and so <laughs> that was, that's what I wanted. I was, I was, I was like, I was going on an adventure to try and find some trails to run on, and and I did that. Um, unfortunately, on this my second day, um, I uh, I went on this absolutely epic trail in in uh, in Lamington National Park, and and um, it was fantastic, great views, but really really technical. And I did a really really solid roll of my oh. uh, and like the sort of one where you actually like yell out a little scream <laughs> and um, I always I always roll my ankle so it's nothing new and most of the time like you just it's one of those like Peter Griffin moments where you go <laughs> ah. and then you just kind of like take a few steps and eventually it just kind of starts to settle and this one didn't and it was kind of oh. like this uh this uh slow hobble back I still had like you know 10k to go at that point and oh. it was pretty painful getting back and uh and um, at that point, I was like, oh, man, you know, I'd just taken, you know, all this time to go run and explore. And um, and and after, like, this brief moment of, like, anxiety, like, oh, what do I do now? Um, you know, I just, the next day, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go walking instead. And I, and I did that for a few days. I just hiked and, and loved it. The, my... my uh, um, ankle seemed to not to mind walking around, which was good. So oh. I continued exactly what I was planning to do. I just went a little slower. Dude, it's the worst feeling, isn't it? When you do your, I've got like a floppy right ankle now because I've done it so many oh. times. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I don't have any lateral ligaments anymore <laughs> at right ankle. But it, but isn't that a nice metaphor though? Is just like it was that happened, and and I just. Uh, I kept, I kept to the stuck to the plan and 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 recognised, you know, what was the most important part of that little journey, which was just immersing myself in nature. And I kept doing that, but I just slowed down. Mm. Uh, and that was, I mean, that was the that is the whole thing is is taking some time to slow down. Um, uh, you know, especially after the Olympics, everything everything with the Olympics is like you're aiming, you're setting goals, you're you're always like pushing the boundaries. You're, you're trying to do better. You're trying to get somewhere. Um, and I think that's, um, you know, so much of our lives revolves around that is like, you, you're trying to get a promotion at work. You're trying to get faster. You're trying to do this. You're trying to save up for a house. You're trying to, um, always, there's always something like, there's always a carrot dangling in front. Um, and, I think just as important as that aiming is is not aiming just being just like breathing and and and, and just um slowing down 
not Man, aiming. It's a it's an awesome point. I got a I got a just as we do. I got a book recommendation for you because a few of the things you just said then. I I started listening to this book on Audible last night. I'd, I'd sort of had it in the library for a little while, and um and I just I hadn't I hadn't listened to it yet. It's just called Rest. Um, and it's it's got to do more with uh, well the way he speaks about it. His name is Alex Sojung King Pang, and um, he's he's got like a little bit of a business focus, but so much of what he says relates beautifully to running. Um, so why you get more done when you work less. But but what's so interesting about it is just the way that he speaks about people being replenished and people being refreshed. And I kept thinking about it when you were saying like you just going out to nature in southeast Queensland was like a, a real hit of the refresh button. And another thing you said, how yeah. you've just been in hotel quarantine. You didn't need physical rest. You just needed like just like a little bit of a mental decompression. Yeah. And he speaks about yeah. how so much of the best rest for a lot of people takes place during like vigorous exercise. And I thought this today, I walked down to just down to the Queenscliff footy oval along the beach and I did like a really intense um, just body weight exercise, uh, body yeah. weight workout for, for half an hour and yeah. I, I was cooked. I was sweating up a storm. Yeah. Um, uh, and I was walking home. And I'm like, I've just, that's a refresh button. Like I came home, yeah. uh, got myself a coffee. Yeah. And that was when we started this podcast. But I came into this with like a fresh mind and a fresh headspace and excitement. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's amazing how replenished you can feel um, when you can really locate what it is that, that is your yeah. refresh button. Yep. Yeah. And I think like, you know, you often hear that that phrase "rest and recovery," um, and I think they're two. You know, depending on which way you look at it, they are quite two quite different things, and and we often equate rest with recovery, um, but sometimes rest uh, is 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 something so much more. It's not it's not letting your body re- well. In, in many ways, yes, it is letting your body recover, but it's also it's also opening your body up to um to take in so much more um and you know for for a lot of people um particularly creative people um you know that 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 rest component is is where all those creative juices start flowing and and um and so yeah like as i said for me you know i certainly did the recovery part just (laughs) being very sedentary for a couple of weeks um, I didn't really, I, I mean, I didn't really need that anyway. I was, I, um, I physically was feeling fine after the Olympics. So I wasn't feeling overly exhausted. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely everything happening 10 inches above my shoulders. Um, yeah. Yeah, that needed a bit of, uh, just needed a different, um, it needed different stimulation to kind of, um, reset that that outpouring of all the emotion and energy that yeah went into the, the last sort of eight months yeah man. Man, i'm really interested to pick your brain about this because it was one thing i was thinking just watching it on tv and also hearing about the restrictions and um and things like that that were taking place over in in tokyo but but in comparison to the other two olympics that you've been to like how how did it compare so obviously so when, when i think of the olympics i've, I've sort of been in and around the sport long enough now to know that yeah. I, part of the fun from the things that I took part in, uh, like mm. the World Uni Games was a big one for me. Half the fun for me was just hanging out, going out for dinner with the teammates and just a little bit of banter yeah. and 
you know, having a good chat and a few drinks after the race and, you know, whatever it else, whatever else it is that you get up yeah. to over there. That was a real blast for me. But, like, yeah. how how strict was it? Were you allowed to get out and about or was it purely, like, after your race? You, they seemed pretty harsh, uh, pretty hard on the, like, as soon as you finish, chuck your mask on and just go get yourself sorted. Yeah. Was it... Yeah. Was it fun? Was it was it an enjoyable experience? Like, how did it compare? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely it was an enjoyable experience. Um, you know, we had 18 months of context to prepare us for it, so we, we knew what we were getting in for. Like, wearing masks is not a big deal. Um, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it was absolutely different. Um, you know, there were no crowds. I, I think um, often you, you hear the, the question bandied around so much as, Oh, you know, how did how did not having their crowds affect you? Um, and and you know, in answering that question personally, has no effect because um, once you're on that start line, you're in the zone so much that what's happening around you is could be a million miles mm-hmm. away. It really wouldn't make a difference. A um, when you look back on it, absolutely, it's like oh, yeah, I remember London. You know, having this visceral um, feeling of 80,000 people scream, screaming um, and not having that in Tokyo. Um, so that, that was different. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, maybe it's just me getting old and philosophical, but, like, I, it was so much I, – I freaking got to a third Olympics. That was, that was a gift in itself. Um, I think also runners are – uh, uh, pretty familiar to competing and performing at, at very sparsely attended ve- venues at the best. <laughs> That's a good point. So in many ways, it was just like another, um, you know, Box Hill burn or a, <laughs> any one of the, the the races that took part at Box Hill. Just a, 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 a few more seats than than, um, than than at Box Hill. So in that respect, it it uh, you know no different to to any other race. Um, uh, but yeah, I had a, as I said, I had a, an enjoyable experience. You know, um, yeah, our movements were a lot more limited. We wore masks. Um, you know, we 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 were really fortunate that we could go and watch the athletics. Um, you know, I'm sure there were Japanese people that would have loved to attend, have attended and 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 didn't get to. So it was really fortunate to to be able to go and, after I'd finished competing, going. And, Going and watching some of the the uh, the competition, and in fact, I I was I think in many ways um, one of the lucky ones who uh, yeah got to stay there as long as I did. Um, most people were out out of the country within a couple of days of finishing their competition, and um, yeah, I I was I was there till the end, so I saw uh, three Aussie medal performances. Who did you um, see? I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd in in London and Rio. I don't think I saw any um, Aussie medal medals live. Um, so that was that was really special. Um, you know the the Aussies uh, at the at the um, Ath Stadium were the loudest and most vocal <laughs> group of people there by far and away. Um, so we had fun and it was it was it was fun to be a part of that um, and. Uh, and you know, I I I got so much joy out of watching um, Stewie compete, um, just because I I I felt part of 
um, you know, and, you know, it was all, it was all him. But uh, he, he, I still felt felt part of his like his little journey throughout the year. I, I spent a lot of time with him, um, roomed with him at a lot of lot of meets, and um, trained. Tr- obviously, did a lot of training with him, and and um, and yeah, just to see see uh, how how well he competed and and just how tough he is. It was um, it was super cool to see. Yeah, not many so, better yeah, blokes to room with either. Good fella. Yeah, yeah, he's such a uh, yeah, he's just such a chill cat and uh, funny as all buggery as well. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, he he um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, who did you watch get the medals? Who did you see? Uh, so Ash Maloney was the first one. What did she? Which one's Ash Maloney? He's the decathlete, so oh, he won yeah. the bronze in the decathlon. Yeah. Um, then Kelsey in the javelin the next day. Sweet. Um, and then Nicola in the high jump on the yeah, she's on the insane, last man. She's on a mission at the moment. Yeah. I saw she won. Was it, I think she won. Was it Brussels or something the other night? I saw she won yeah. some diamond league. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I've lost track now, but um, yeah, maybe she did. She seems like a quirky yeah, cat too, I'm man. I'm pretty she's sure she jumped over two meters again. So. Yeah, she's um, she's uh, well, she's an athlete for sure. Yeah, is she tall? How how big? Is, it trips me out that yeah. people can jump that high. It blows my mind. Like when you say two sure meters, you're like, oh, that's good. And then you think about the fact that it's twenty meters, a uh, twenty meters, seventeen centimeters over my head. I go, hang on a second, what the heck? Yeah. I'm sure she's an exceptionally averaged heighted high jumper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's tall. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, tall, awesome, which is not hard. <laughs> so what are you what are you sort of up to for the next couple of weeks then are you are you like back into what does the training schedule look like at the moment yeah um yeah i um yeah i just messaged nick last night and said um i think i'm ready for some routine again so uh yeah i'll, I'll head off to training tomorrow um i've got a uh a, a work permit to to train which is nice mm-hmm. um so um yeah, probably go around the tan, I think. Um, so that's, yeah, train, training I'll just kind of slowly get back into. I mean, um, yes, I, at this point there's no rush. Um, and, I yeah, I've learned anything over the years is that um, this is the time now to, to stay healthy, not not get fit. The fitness will just kind of come come on its own. So. Mm. But it'll be nice to um, nice to get back into some structured routine again, and and um, yeah, it uh, yeah it'll be a lot of lot of uh, otherwise running running locally, but um, that's that's fun as well. So that's running, and then I'll I'll go back to work. Uh, I still got another two weeks before I go back to physio work, yeah. uh, which is nice just to. Um, uh, probably spend a bit of time just um, turning my physio brain back on. Which <laughs> where are you? Month. Where are you working again, man? I remember there was a, a bit of a chat we had last time about where yeah. this has gone back a while now, but I can't remember yeah. which clinic you ended yeah, up. I made at. a private private practice in uh, Blackburn, a, a back in motion clinic. That's uh, right. So going back there, which is which is really nice, and um, yeah, I uh, oh mate, couldn't 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 dream of a better place to work. It's just the the best pe- best colleagues the best boss um i mean find yourself a 
a workplace that lets you piss off for six months and, <laughs> and says, yeah, come back when you're ready. <laughs> Good luck, eh? Uh, hey? I, I tried, try not to take that for granted, but yeah, that's, um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to going back to that and, and, um, yeah, I've just, I, I, I'd kind of started, um, mulling over some little side hustles before I went overseas and, um, most of them I kind of put on hold while I was overseas and, and had other things to, to kind of work on. But, um, yes, been mulling those over a little bit the last month and, um, and yes, spending a bit of my time now and over the next couple of weeks trying to, trying to, yeah, just make sense of those a little bit more, I guess. Awesome. Like in a business sense, business side hustles or? Yeah, I guess business. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it has, it has to be business. I, I just, I, I kind of, I, I've said to a few people, like, I feel in many ways, like I've gone through a bit of a, for lack of a better description, a midlife crisis this year. Um, and I'm sure I have in many ways. Um, but, uh, I just, I, um, I think from everything I'm learning, I'm just to, to, to be of service to other people and, mm-hmm. and be a productive member of society. Um, you know, I have to be happy. Um, yes. and, and to be happy, I need to have, um, some meaningful purpose. Um, and so I'm just like at the moment, yeah, I'm just like, I'm trying to do things that, that, uh, that feel purposeful and feel like they have a positive impact. Um, and yeah, I, I think in order to keep doing those, um, yeah, you, you, uh, yeah, I hate to think of it, but yeah, you do have to kind of turn it into a bit of a business. Um, yeah. that's the, I guess the business side of things is probably a little ways down the road and, but, um, yeah, for the moment I'm, um, yeah, focusing on doing a bit more writing, which I love to do. And, yeah, man. and uh, I, um, I, I've had people tell me that I'm good at it, and you are good at it. Yeah, I've read some of your articles that you're posting, and I've read a lot of your stuff on uh, Runners Tribe as well. But I guess whether I'm good at it is besides the point. Uh, I I really enjoy it, and it, it's I find it um I find it quite cathartic and and um and helpful, and uh, but but it 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 seems to um seems to strike a chord with with people and and uh and gets a positive response and if i can bring some positive a bit more positivity into the world then i should i should do a bit more of that so yeah. oh, that's uh, awesome that's do, i guess it's awesome man dude we'll have to talk more about it but i don't know i tagged you in a in a photo maybe five weeks ago four weeks ago or something on instagram so one of my good mates has started a it's, I don't know what it is. It's essentially, it's a group of eight of us guys. It's just, it's a, like a, a, I guess you say like a, what do you call it? He's got a name for it. I can't remember what it is. But essentially, it's just eight blokes and, and we just catch up about once a month. And yeah. um, like it's all structured, well formulated and stuff. And a lot of the conversations that we have there, uh, they remind me so much of the conversations that you and I and Bert, when we can get him back, we've got to get him on. Um, yeah. We have, but dude, I'm going to have to send you a link because if you're interested, you should come and check it out and anyone else who's listening who might be interested in something like that it's it's nice especially for for a lot of guys out there there's there's a there's not a really um there's no really like well-structured places where you can go and just talk about 
real life issues and struggles and you know goals and dreams and, and just be a little bit more vulnerable like i know a lot of my conversations i have in the day-to-day just like yeah oh good going well yeah no worries thank you um <laughs> but uh it's got a little bit of your name written all over it if you if you're interested if anyone else is interested in in that i'm gonna uh, link you to an actual description because i feel like i've just painted it poorly but it's essentially a bit more of a, an open-ended space to have real real chats yeah that'd be great yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> Dude, I am. Um, I will. I will sign you up. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep chatting, man, because my little man he had to go and have his his one year old immunizations today. So he's just been over. Oh yeah. Over. So he's last time I was so proud of him. He got the he got the needle. He started laughing, and uh, I was I was so <laughs> proud because I don't think I've ever had a needle and not cried. So uh, <laughs> so I can hear my, uh, Jesse and him sitting in the backyard. I know she's trying to be a good wife and and not bring him in because he'll he'll be noisy and it'll mess up the audio. But man, let me. Um, I'm going to send you a message when we when we finish up, and let's as soon as we can, as soon as that 5k radius is eliminated, you got to come around here for some oh. dinner, and we'll we'll go for a run because I haven't Love run that. that fast since we last caught up. <laughs> well, I'm probably a bit slower at the moment. Good, than, uh, good. That's what okay. I need. <laughs> no, I can't so. wait. Um, yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah, whenever it, whenever it happens, it'll happen. Awesome, we'll do brother. it. It's so good to finally catch up again, man. As you know, you've got an open invite on here. I'd have you on here every week if you if you had enough time in you. So um, I feel like you have to contact me from now on to say when you're free because otherwise I'm going to be that bloke texting you every week going, let's go again. But I'd love to get Bird on. I really miss him. I was thinking about him today and it's been way yeah, too long we'll, since uh, we've had a schedule that all lines up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're catching up, I think, in a couple of weeks. So I'll... Um, I'll uh... I'll word him. I'll word him up and and see if we can get us all all together again. All right, brother. Man, I'm going to leave you to it. But um, wait, great to have you back. Good, on. good to the, see your face good again. Good luck with the needles. I hope um, hope Charlie's uh, has a good has a good chuckle again this time. Well, we're going to find out. He's actually been over there getting it done while we've been talking. So I'm hoping Ooh, I go out and see a big right. tough baby. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good brother. Stuff. We'll leave it there.